goodness. Thank you. How are you? Nice to see you. Oh, you did. All the boxes that they're in are missing, so that means they're all somewhere together. <laughs> see, now I'm not so all alone down here. Good. Good evening. Calling to order the February 20th, Wednesday, meeting of the Recreation, Music, and Parks Commission. And let's start with a roll call, please. Here. 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 Council Member Barrett, would you lead us in the pledge, please? I pledge Thank you. We're going to now take a look at the November 7th and January 16th minutes. And are there corrections or additions to the November 7th minutes? Hearing none, may I have a motion for to accept the minutes? I make a motion. And a second. second that. Great. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. And opposed? How about the January 16th minutes? I'll move them. Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. And opposed? Thank you. Public comment. Um, this is a moment where we have comment from the public on items that are not covered on the agenda. And um, I don't have any speaker cards, so seeing none, we'll move on. Special announcements by commissioners. And I'd like to start to my left. Commissioner Klotz. Okay. Commissioner Axelrod. Uh, the Daily Acts finished its permaculture design certificate this past weekend. So we had 50 adult students go through that um, course, and uh, including former Vice Mayor Tiffany Renee. And um, they are now, 50 of them are trained in ecological design science, um, and so graduated from that program this past weekend. Great. Thank you. Commissioner Barrett. No special. Um, announcements. Thank you. And Commissioner. No special comments this month. Escudero. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there are two pieces that I wanted to let you all know about. I had the honor uh, this past week of doing two, two really interesting things. Um, I was invited to attend the dedication of the 57th uh, National Park, the most recent National Park and the the only national park that's been approved as a national park in like 10 years. It's in uh, San Benito County, and I had an opportunity. It's the Pinnacles National Park, formerly the Pinnacle Nationals Mon National Monument. So I had a chance to hear Ken Salazar do one of his last presentations of his tenure, and also to hear Congressional Rep Sam Farr talk about the process and the coalition building and. Um, it was fabulous. It's a, a gorgeous place. If you have a chance to go, if you are a camper or a bicyclist, it's really uh, a gorgeous spot. The other honor that I had this week was to be interviewed by our mayor, David Glass. And um, David asked to hear a bit about what's going on at the Parks and Rec Commission. It was a brief interview, but we talked about the Adopt-a-Park program and the efforts to have meaningful participation by the community in the parks and, and how the parks are, are uh, doing these days. In addition, Ed Porto, who is the president of the uh, Patonk Club that meets in Oak Hill Park, was interviewed by David. And um, 
using that as an example of a public-private partnership to add amenities to the park. So it went pretty well. We were out in front of the animal shelter with lots of coming and going of assorted animals. So it was fun. So program. Will that interview be for other people or when interviewed and then what? And then it will air on um, Petaluma Community Access. And I think it was to begin last Tuesday. Hopefully it's like 2 o'clock in the morning or something like that, <laughs> really early in the morning. Um, program and partnership reports. This was the moment where we were going to have the opportunity to hear the uh, updated public art master plan and associated zoning code amendments and process resolution. Unfort unfortunately, many of the central players in that are out of town today. And we really wanted them to be able to be here to present their work and to thank them for what has been several years worth of, of uh, laboring over this effort. So we are going to continue that, uh, we're going to table that agenda item for tonight and it will appear on the agenda for March 20th. Do we need a motion to do that, Ron? No? I don't believe so. Okay, great. Sounds good. New business. New business is the review of the plaque to replace, um, a, a review plan. We're going to review the plan to replace the veterans plaque at Walnut Park and other possible renovations. <coughs> Ron is going to take the lead on this. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, as we all know, uh, during the past Christmas holidays, somebody stole the um, iconic historical Vietnam veterans plaque from Walnut Park. Uh, since that time, um, great outpouring of support and um, ideas for replacing that park have taken place. Um, and Joan Oriel, um, director of the museum library here in the city, um, has led um, the groups in facilitating the process for coming up with ideas for how to do that exactly with the local veterans groups. Um, much support from the local community, the veterans, and, and far away as well. Many people from all over the country have, have um, given their input. Um, they have a presentation tonight for their ideas and their proposals for what the plaque would look like. Um, uh, how it would be uh, um, installed, some other amenities as well. Uh, so they'll be doing that presentation this evening. Um, in your packet, there are um, some visuals for some of the images of what things would look like, what they used to look like, some historical information as well. And um, not part of uh, Joe Noriel's presentation, in tandem with that, is a proposal by the Petaluma Valley Rotary Club to do some improvements around the gazebo as well in terms of replacing plant material there with some new flowers and plants, a peace pole, and um, there's already a, 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 a pad for a memorial bench on the west side of the um, gazebo. So at this time, I'd like to introduce Joe Noriel and um, to give his presentation and describe the process and the proposal. Thank you. Good evening, Commission. Uh, good to see you all. Yeah, Ron summed it up real nicely. I mean, unbelievable tragedy. Uh, I think we were all shocked that, you know, someone would have the gall to take such a sacred memorial from Petaluma. You know, 15 Petaluma men lost their lives in Vietnam, and this was the only representation of it. Uh, scrap value, maybe about $200. Uh, the emotional value to the veterans, I mean, it's just, just priceless. So when we heard about it, we jumped to action and we put the word out and it was, it was quite incredible. We heard from all over the Bay Area, I mean, not just Petaluma. People were outraged and sympathetic to what happened and really wanted to show their support. So uh, financially, we're in a really good spot with this. I think at last check, we had about $10,000 in donations. Um, it's an incredible story, uh, you know, as I kind of look deeper into this whole process, I mean, imagine, you know, back in 1969, you know, there was a group of people, a few of them, you know, here tonight, their friends weren't coming home from Vietnam, they were dying over there, these are, these are Petaluma boys, and uh, these 20-year-olds, you know, got together and said, you know, we got to do something about this, so uh, they pretty much spearheaded this whole thing, got it put together. They put it in Walnut Park, which was a significant park for them historically. They'd kind of hang out there. So it was an amazing tribute. So 
here we are all these years later, you know, historically, uh, the significance is still there. So when this happened, uh, first and foremost is, you know, we wanted to respect those who originally put this plaque in and their vision. And as most of you know, it, 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 it says incredible value. I mean, it's uh, uh, one of the rare representations of Rosa Esteban as a, a famous sculpture here in Petaluma. So key to this thing was keeping her vision. You know, she had a specific vision of this, you know, the, the symbolic map of Vietnam and the praying hands, and, and that was a key element to this thing. So we knew that we wanted to keep that vision. Uh, we had met twice. We uh, opened it up to the public. A great turnout, first at the museum, and then we went to the park itself to kind of discuss ideas and get a sense uh, where we wanted this to go. And you know, one of the things that kept coming up over and over again was security, security. You know, we're so worried that, you know, we put this thing back in, someone's going to steal again. This is certainly not isolated to Petaluma. This is all over the nation and actually overseas where this, the scrap value of things is is just making people do crazy things. So we had kind of weighed a couple of different options and uh, looking closely at, you know, the technology now as opposed to then, the prior plaque was merely just kind of placed right on top and inserted in there so it was you know, relatively easy for someone to kind of cut behind it and, and take off and run with it. Uh, but nowadays, you know, there's really a lot of things you can do and I was surprised myself, you know, we had talked about possibly using bronze again. Oh no, you know, it's gonna, someone's gonna steal it. But, you know, doing a little more research, there's really, really creative, secure ways to do that. And, uh, so that really made us all feel better because that was Rose's medium and you know to do anything different just wouldn't have the same effect so that being said you know you can lay a nice bronze piece under there cover it with a marble and it's secure it you know super secure that thing is not going anywhere we're told if someone did try to take it it would just be probably chipped in a million pieces and you know on the topic of security I mean, it's it's no surprise that that park has really fallen into disrepair. It's just been kind of ignored. So it's great timing where the service organizations, they're redoing the park. So, I mean, you know, what was, again, a tragedy, I think this is going to wind up as something really amazing and something better than it even started with. So the timing was absolutely perfect for this. Um, that being said, uh, we're looking for your support. You know, this is on a city park, and um, we want your approval on this. We want to make sure that you know everybody in the community has a say in this, and and we think we've done our due diligence with that. We've talked to the the art committee and everyone else who we think might be interested in this plaque, and hopefully we made it easy. I mean, we're not doing anything different really than the way it was before. We're going to keep the original monument intact. Uh, there'll be an additional granite slab that kind of brings it up a little bit. There was some talk of having black, but having been there, um, we were going to bring a, a piece of that granite tonight. Oh, good, Ed's here. Uh, to let you see what it looks like. So it's going to blend in really nice, and, and the two shrubs, if you're familiar with the site, kind of hid that a little bit, and I think that really attributed to the security issue. So that's all going to be cleared out, and we thought, why we're doing this, you know, this is hopefully, you know, a second lifetime event for us to really do it right. So keep the integrity of the plaque, uh, enhance it a little bit. And when I say that, um, many of you are familiar with military uh, ceremonies, and what's key to those is a flag, and that's where, you know, usually there's a, there's a, a presentation of colors, you know, national anthem, those type of things. So the great thing about adding a flag element, it will again bring more uh, folks to see that monument. You know, that's an opportunity to really, you know, bring the crowds there to appreciate that vision. At this point, uh, I'd, I'd like to introduce you to a couple of people. Uh, first off, one of the original folks who was involved with the project is working, you know, hand-to-hand -hand with me on this is uh, uh, Mr. Ed Hergert. Ed, you want to come up and say a few things? Well, we started this thing 44 years ago, um, and here we are again. And it seems to me that the uh, pe people of uh, Petaluma, and all, especially the families, the boys on the plaque, have just actually <clears throat> just come all back together, just like it did <clears throat> 44 years ago again. 
we want the plaque back and we want it as close as possible as the as Rosa Stebenez's original plaque which was made of bronze when we set this thing those many years ago would you please speak into the microphone <clears throat> thank you Sorry. is that is that mic on <clears throat> yes it is <clears throat> can you hear me now okay we just we want to make sure that you get that you are recorded Oh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay, where was I? Um, well, we want the original plaque, this new plaque, to be as close to the original plaque as possible. All right. And Rosa Stabenez, who was the uh, the original sculpturist on this, did such a great job that that's the deal with the bronze plaque coming back. <clears throat> We weren't thinking that long ago about anybody ever taking this plaque. Nowadays, with the new ways to epoxy and fasten things to a foundation, it literally take a machine down there to get it apart and take it off. So that's one reason we feel very comfortable about absolutely putting it back in bronze with a four inch thick piece of granite that it, it's embedded in and sets on top of the existing pedestal. And, uh, and then of course, with, if we get the, the flag poles <clears throat> behind it, we would like to have a light that shines on it in the evenings, on a timer, very low wattage, but just so it shows up at night and the most important thing is to remove the existing bushes that grew on either side and behind it they got way too big and they obscured the plaque itself you could see it from almost everywhere in the park but then with the new with these bushes that have grown over these years you only had to walk almost up to it and then turn and see it so it was a kind of disappeared and I figure if we got rid of that and uh, did some landscaping around it which is already in the plans flagpoles lights uh, this could be quite a quite a deal I mean I think it's such a focal point of town being in the middle of Petaluma and that's why we fought tooth and nail so many years ago to get it in Walnut Park and it belongs there because that's where all our friends and everybody hung out. Uh, it was just a place, a meeting place. And we all used to sit there and talk about what we're going to do when you're 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. And uh, so it being there, and everybody agreed on the committee, this new committee that we put together, that it's the right place for it. So let's just make it a little bit more better and uh, bring it to light that it is something that's very special, especially to the families and the people of Petaluma, and uh, to remember the boys. And that's about, if you got any questions, I can help you out. So. Thank you so much. I think Joe may have, a, did you have somebody else you wanted to introduce? Yeah, I think it's important that you guys meet kind of the creative mind behind the plaque itself. And He's so that, great. Yeah, that's uh, Virginia Harrison. Hello. Hi. Um, I don't have a whole lot to add except I'm um, a professional plaque maker, so I've been overseeing the details of finding the people to do the granite and to do the casting and to do the installation. And um, Maureen was a student of Rosa, so she's gonna do redo the Vietnam and hands part, the artistic part. And uh, I think his name is John. He's gonna help me get the casting done. So if there are any technical questions, I'd be glad to answer them. Otherwise, it's pretty straightforward. We're gonna nail it down really well <laughs> it's going to be really beautiful I think we've decided they've decided to put the 
same patina back on it as it had become after 44 years, which is that pretty green. Mm. So. Thank you very much. And lastly, I, I want to introduce Larry. He's a, a Vietnam veteran. Say a few words. Hi, my name is Larry Finkel. I'm the treasurer of the Petaluma chapter of Vietnam Veterans of America, 563. Uh, schooled in Petaluma, graduated from Petaluma High School in 1969. Uh, one of my good friends, Jason Honeycutt, was on that plaque. Uh, and as a side note, my aunt was Rosa Estebanez. So it, it kind of hits me in not only a personal level, but uh, uh, a level as being a veteran. Um, it was appalling for that plaque to be stolen. Uh, not only just physically taking it, but to um, the, the integrity and the memory of all those guys that gave their lives in Vietnam and somebody having no conscience and no thought of what that plaque meant to not only veterans, but the families especially. Uh, going with this new plaque would be great. We also have another name to put on the plaque that we found. And I just uh, think that this new plaque, we're, we're, like uh, Joe said, we're planning on putting a flag pole, two flagpoles behind it, one with the American flag, one with the POW flag on it. Uh, we've gotten great input from different uh, people that do concrete and do flagpoles. And I mean, we've got a lot of people that are wanting to uh, donate their time and donate their materials to, uh, to make this happen. And uh, again, on a personal side, I remember when I was very young and going to Rosa's house on McDowell Boulevard. And uh, she was just an amazing, amazing woman and so talented. And I would just sit there and watch her do, do sculptures and, and things like that. And it was, uh, it'll be a great, uh, thing for her memory too to have the plaque basically the same as it was when she designed it because she was just again just an amazing woman and uh, I just feel that this is such an important thing to the city and to the families that the uh, <coughs> excuse me that the uh, members that were on the plaque and to their memory and to the honor of their service so we really really would like to make sure that this gets done Thank you very much. Thank you. So that includes my presentation, and uh, we thank you all for hearing it, and we're open for any questions you may have. Great. Let me, let me just start out by saying thank you so much, Joe, for your leadership on this, and to the whole team for really taking it on and um, being incredibly diligent with it. Thank you so much. And let's have questions or comments from commissioners. Commissioner Escudero. Um, I was just curious about, uh, it says that you guys are adding two more names at least, or at the most to the plaque. And I was just wondering, I'm sorry? So we'll have one more name. Oh, one more name, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, that's an interesting process in itself, you know, really trying to, I mean, as you can understand, rep record keeping back in those days without the internet wasn't well. So, you know, to try to, uh, we're doing an exhaustive effort, you know, to make sure that when this plaque is up, it has every name, you know, that, that we can actually locate. Uh, and I have to thank Ed, he's, he's spent numerous hours, you know, trying to research, talking to different people, and, and the records are sketchy, even on the wall itself, you know, the, it, it's, it's not an easy task, but we feel pretty comfortable. Uh, with the names we've got. Great, thank you. And one more comment. Uh, um, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much for you know uh, coming up with this incredible teamwork. And um, and and I was just curious though if there is something done, or, or maybe the city has to um, um, do something about maybe other plaques that are up there in the in, in Peraluma that they need to be secure so we can avoid this to other. Um, you know, for other occasions, other situations that may happen, though. So I'm not sure. I know there is a few more up there, and I was just wondering if they're targeting those now or, you know. 
It's a it's a valid point. Like I said, it's happening all over the nation, and you know, you certainly you can look to Penray Park as another bronze memorial. But that seems to be embedded too and a little more secure. So uh, we'd like to think that this was just easy access, and and but yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to do your due diligence. So that's best thing you can do is just bring light on it, and you know, certainly bring more attention to that park is going to help a lot. Great. Great. Thank you, Commissioner Barrett. Thank you. Yeah. Now this is this is just such a wonderful response from the community and uh, you know it really is I mean it really doesn't get much lower than stealing something like this this is just outrageous um, and it, it is actually kind of you know I guess this the silver lining side is that you could actually add the names of people who should have been there that, and that's a very good thing too I'm so pleased to hear that um, you know that there's a pedigree going here in the replacement of that of someone who is putting uh, Ms. Estevan's work, you know, bringing it to the next stage, um, and and you know she did do that that one on uh, you know the wrist wrestling one too. But I guess that has a lot of public view. I think it's an excellent idea that you guys are uh, thinking about removing those bushes because it whoever I think it was Ed who got up and said you know you can barely you could have in the past hardly find it you know you had to like circle around it in order to find it because you just don't see it uh, so that would be really good and also to be good for the security in the future I think my only concern is about the flagpoles and and this is what it is is that the city now has so little manpower uh, for taking care of things like flagpoles and there are very strict rules about how flags have to be up and down at the right time they're not out overnight they're not out necessarily in very inclement weather and I'm wondering how that is going to be addressed um, and I, I don't know if you guys have thought about it but that really is my only concern because I don't want it you know I don't want it to be disrespectful and yet I don't you know I don't know what the answer is whether or not we plant holes there for for um, flags that can be re the poles can be removed or uh, and then brought out you know when they're going to be needed maybe they could be kept in the little squirrel shed or bathroom area I don't know if there's storage there I, I just don't know the answer but I you know I want us to think creatively about that because it doesn't necessarily have to go away it just has to be addressed in a way that it can be sustainable no, no, that's an absolutely valid concern because flags are being stolen too everywhere. I, I know uh, it was a concern of ours when we started talking about this. I mean, certainly symbolically having those flags there, you know, to me seems certainly like a no-brainer. You know, I mean, it's really uh, it's such an important enhancement, and that was the one uh, thing everybody did agree upon. But you know, security is an issue, and we talked about. Um, you know, as opposed to the museum where we've got the old-fashioned, you know, pull up and down the flag. Now they can put the cord actually inside the pole itself. So that's usually alleviates the concern of some cutting it and grabbing it and running with it. Um, I know with the flag, again, a flag in front of the museum, we keep that flying all the time. So, you know, someone doesn't have to be up there to bring it up and down. So I think that's that's a good, good topic of discussion. I think that... Um, I think there's a good creative solution. Good. Um, okay. I mean, certainly, if that may mean, you know, us taking more ownership of it, having it up there on you know days that are certainly more accommodating, um, or something temporary we can put up and down. But I, I, I appreciate your comments. Teresa. Okay. Well, that would be the one thing I would like to see addressed. Okay. Um, and, um, Mr. De, De Nicola had mentioned in the beginning that Rotary was taking more of a role in this park uh, with the landscaping, and so maybe are, is that there going to be a presentation of that after this? Or um, no, I just wanted to include that because it's it's kind of a different project than the plaque replacement. It just happens to be in the same location, and the timing seems to be right. And Rotary wanted to come forward and, and enhance that, but they also had. Um, asked to have a, um, a memorial bench put on the other side of the gazebo, which would be the west side, which I approved back in October following the policy of the memorial tree and bench policy that we have. So they've already installed a pad there and put some roses there, and the bench was commemorated on Veterans Day. Um, Marine uh, Francis is here tonight, if you want to comment on that or, or not, but it wasn't part of Joe's uh, presentation. Okay, but um, so when when the hedges are taken out is there a proposal for what how that's going to be addressed around it 
Yes, may I answer that? Please. Okay, yeah. Um, the idea is that the work would happen kind of in, in, in conjunction with one another. We have to take out old shrubs. Um, we have to re, re find the old irrigation lines that are around the area before any concrete or anything like that is happening. There's going to be, um, there's a curb in front of the, um, the, the pedestal where the plaque is existing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the idea is to cut out uh, part of that curb so that um, wheelchairs can access and come right up to the plaque itself. Right now that's impossible. Yeah. So that would be part of that. And so the area would be cleared and at the appropriate time, then the service group would come in, take out the old plants that need to come out anyways and plant new ones. Um, in your packet, it describes what those are, so red, white, and blue um, design of various kinds of plants. And then um, their idea was to like maintain those as well. Um, they have a bench coming that was made in the, which, which high school? Petaluma. Petaluma High School, um, like the ones you see downtown, the metal ones. So that's not installed yet, but that's on the opposite side of the gazebo. So the two projects will be working in conjunction. It's a matter of timing, and I'll be part of that process, obviously. Okay, good. And I hope there will be a rededication uh, when this is put up, and it you know, would be great to have the Park and Rec Commission. Um, Well, it'd be great if we could uh, know that so we could come and be part of that <laughs> celebration. That'd be a wonderful thing. So thank you again. And thanks again, Joe. Thank you, you know, Teresa. You remember sitting on this side of this bench. So it's really nice to have you coming back and being, remaining as active as ever. So thank you. It's good to see you. Commissioner Axelrod. Well, this is certainly a tragedy. This is really, I'm, I'm very touched by the, the way the community has really come together to, um, to step up to the plate and, and, uh, and put the effort that needs to be put to, to replacing this. And it's just really, personally being young and having grown up in Petaluma, I'm, I'm just, just really touched by the involvement of the community um, and, and your leadership. Um, I, I, I love all the ideas. The plaque is beautiful and it's so great that it's, it's going to be done by someone who studied with the, the same person who created the original plaque. Um, and it, it's, I, it's very timely for us to be discussing this on a, a day that where we were going to uh, address public art and the importance of public art in, in the city of Petaluma. Um, and I will put my plant geek hat on for a minute um, in just urging uh, the rotary and, and whoever is involved in the plant selection to choose native plants uh, whenever possible. There's beautiful, um, beautiful red fuchsias that are completely drought tolerant and, and native. I, I noticed there's um, red roses and white cysts. I'm not familiar with white cystus, but blue lavender obviously is a great plant selection because it's so drought tolerant. Um, and I would even open the door to being as it is Walnut Park and there's a bit of agriculture um, there to consider some food plants if, if at all possible. Blueberries are blue. Um, so certainly just, just opening the, the um, opening up the opportunity to if you want more involvement, more eyes on the park, food is often a great way to engage citizens and bring them to visit the the, um, the plaque and, and bring them to, to be more involved. Um, but certainly uh, North Coast Natives is a Petaluma um, native plant nursery that has, I mean, Roanne there, you can go out there and she'll just walk you through all the reds and whites and blues that will be in bloom year round and be really um, multiple benefits by attracting insects and, and, and also being uh, California native. So thank you so much on the hard work that's already um, been put into this. And are, just a question, Ron, are we going to see a, like a plant design and are we going to approve that as a commission? Uh, I've included there. It's a it's a just a draft drawing. It's it's not a you know landscape architect drawing. It just shows the, the, the general layout and the three plant choices, which I think are are, are, are good choices as well. So um, somewhere in your packet is a. If not, I can get that to you. I'm sorry if it's not in there. It's not in there. I'm sorry. 
um, uh, it's actually quite simple um, layout. I, I, I'd love to see it being a plant. Oh, oh yes. thank you. Let me come get it. Thank you very much. Erin, was there anything else you wanted to add? Okay. Thank you for this. Yes. Yes. Um, I just think this is really a, a wonderful thing. Um, I'm a veteran of Vietnam, and um, <clears throat> I've seen how this country has changed now, and whether you agree with the war or not, people are still um, showing appreciation and respect for the soldiers there. And that wasn't the case uh, when we came home. And this um, really exemplifies that, and I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing. Thank you for your service. And thank you for speaking out, too. Um, I, I wanted to say thank you one more time to you guys for for the responsiveness for you putting this together and I I just love that you have gone back to some of the original folks who were involved with the effort and I, there's just there are so many places where it really resonates and I it's so Petaluma that something really crummy could happen and our community steps forward and it sounds like folks from across the Bay Area to um, to make it right to make it make it happen I too really love I love the um, wheelchair accessible piece that's fabulous and um, the red white and blue of the plant selections um, and I'm very grateful that you all took the step of finding the additional names too so that no one is left behind no one is lost um, I share uh, Commissioner Barrett's concerns about the flagpoles and um, wonder in, uh, what we need to do about that. I, I think the other piece is I wonder if, you, is there a, do you have a budget for each of the different pieces that are a part of the? Yeah, fortunately the fundraising has been the easy part, so yeah. Yeah, and so you have, you've budgeted for the flagpoles for the monument for yes. each of those things? Yeah. Um, so I yeah I just I continue to share that concern that uh, to end up with a flag that is not being well cared for or is forgotten in some way is really. Yeah, please, Larry. Yeah, in, in reference to the flagpoles, um, uh, Steve has uh, gone and uh, uh, seen how tall we want the flagpoles to be. Again, the raising and the lowering would be on the inside, and if you get an all-weather flag, they don't have to come down. They can stay up, and we'll have like a, uh, either a solar light or a light with a timer, so when, when sundown comes, they'll be illuminated by the lights until sunrise. And so um, you don't really, there's no concern about having to take them up and down, because they can just stay, and again, you can buy a flag that will last for years and years and years and years. Um, if you buy, uh, you know, the all-weather flags, which you can get them from just all kinds of places. So I, I, it's not, you know, something that, because uh, again, you put the thing on the inside, so there's no way that you can, you know, unless you're an acrobat and can crawl up the, the flagpole, which is, you know, not going to happen. But that's, that's something that I don't think is a big concern to us because uh, we've kind of thought through the process of, uh, you know what kind of flagpole we're going to have and the type of flag we're going to have and so it's something that is going to be very low maintenance you know maybe in five years we have to replace the flags you know but that's really the only concern because the the all-weather flags are just tough and they'll just they'll stay up forever you know uh, um and uh again the flagpoles we've thought out of of not having them where you can access the flag to take it up and down okay thank you 
And so, Joe, the flagpole that you have at the Historic Museum, that flag stays up in inclement weather as well? Yeah, yeah, so no, just the whole... Yeah, and unfortunately never had a problem with it. And, you know, talking about the flags too, you know, these are going to be, one thing we did, you know, as part of the discussion was we didn't want to overshadow any of the elements that went on in the park. So clearly you can do giant flags, but it was really to remain more subtle and to not be higher than the gazebo itself, to more, to get it to blend in, you know, kind of symbolically with the plaque. So I don't want anybody to be afraid, you know, aesthetically that there's going to be giant flags going over there. I think, I think size-wise they're perfect, you know, because the monument's not that big already. So I think the height was 16 feet, which is just the top of the gazebo. Any other commissioner comment or questions? So staff recommends that the commission approve the veteran, Veterans Memorial Plaque Project as presented. May I have a motion? Well, I'd like to make that motion um, with the additional comment that what we heard here is is actually part of the presentation that the um, that the flags will be presented in such a way that they will be safe and um, not an attractive nuisance and 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 not left in disrepair and replaced as needed. And I'm assuming that should not be a difficult thing to do. <laughs> so, with that, I would make that motion. And a second. I'll second that. Thank you, Israel. Um, it's been moved and seconded that we approve the pl the replacement plan as presented. Um, all in favor? Aye. And opposed? Great. Thank you all very much. No, you. you Thank you, guys. You, you all have done the heavy lifting. <laughs> Madam Chair? Yes. Excuse me. W uh, do you guys know what time you're going to be doing this on the um, May 30th? To be announced. TB uh, TBA. Well, okay. I guess 24 hours is good enough right now. Thank Great. you. Great. And Joe, if you send me an email about that, because you have my email, I'll make sure that the rest of the commission gets it. Great. Thank you. Could you come to the... Yeah, we really want, we want you on TV. <laughs> if we have to do it, then. <laughs> One other point is uh, we can start almost immediately with work on the pedestal that needs to be done as soon as the bushes are gone. And the sooner they're gone, the s I mean, we're right behind it and we're on it. Because it's just not a matter of, the plaque, you can imagine how long it's going to take to get this bronze plaque. And, of course, we've got the granite people lined up. And I have a mason guy set up to put, the, the, put some new Arizona flagstone around where I'm going to raise it up at. And, yeah, so the sooner the bushes are gone, the sooner it all happens. And time goes by so quick now that you think May 30th is just, you know, way down the road. But... It's not. It so. comes around pretty fast. Yeah, it sure does. Thank so you so much. Duly noted. All right. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your much. work on this. All right. And the and the original work too. Um, I'm wondering if it, may we meet Maureen, too, to talk about the. Um, to, I'd love to say thank you for the to the Rotary. Would you be willing to come forward and you you're with the Rotary, right? Right. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear about, I'd love for the commissioners to hear about how the Rotary became involved with this as well. Can you remind us of your name? Maureen Francis with Pilma Valley Rotary. Great. Um, there's actually two different parts. I'm with Pilma Valley Rotary and our committee, which I founded and kind of shocked everybody, was to bring seven service clubs together. Um, three, uh, three Rotary clubs, two Lions, Kiwanis, and Elks. And we've taken on various projects in Petaluma. And we lost our Purple Heart veteran, Ron Flagg, last year. And so in searching for something to honor him, uh, the family, well, we had quite a few meetings. And I kind of came up with Walnut Park being just perfect because that's where the parade begins and ends. And of course, it's a wonderful old historic park. And so in working with Ron, um, we 
ordered, well, before the, working with Ron, we ordered two benches from Pelham High School. One will be uh, placed at Casa Grande, and the other one, uh, as he mentioned, at Walnut Park. And then in looking at Walnut Park, we looked at the landscaping and thought, well, maybe we can do something here too. And um, so there it is. <laughs> Hopefully we'll probably be our next project. Uh, this is premature, but we're kind of looking at the pathways and what could be, uh, what we could be of help there too. Did that answer your question? It does. Thank you so much, Maureen. Okay. And let me just see if there are any commissioner questions or comments. Thank you. It's 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 so exciting to hear one more way in which members of our community are caring for our parks. Yeah, it's a wonderful community. It really is. <laughs> As we all know. Yeah. And thank you for so much for your help, Ron, and your guidance. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Maureen. Okay. And there's not a motion required for anything remaining with that. Okay. So, new business, excuse me, old business, uh, Center Park Trees Update. Um, I understand that we've received a, an assessment of the Center Park Trees, and Teresa, did you want to chat about that? I think Ron should. Um, okay, fine. I wasn't sure if you wanted to yeah, or not. No. Okay, fine. You're um, more of a point person. Yeah, the, the latest update on that, we did discuss it at the Tree Advisory Committee this afternoon. Um, I finally received uh, the um, arborist report for the condition of the, the, the trees and the soil around it, um, basically uh, finding um, some some funguses that are growing on the you know the dying and old parts of the plants that are opportunistic not actually causing the demise or the, the decline of the trees what they found were um, basically soil problems compaction uh, very little nutrients um, ability for the the roots to grow and thrive so they made some suggestions and some um, um, ideas for improving the soils around the trees and protecting the trees uh, with some costs involved, so we're going to be looking at getting some other proposals to, to figure out the cost, if there's competing costs, get some quotes for the work, and decide where to go with that. It would be um, kind of extensive work, kind of replacing soil around the trees and making it more porous and, and breathable and healthy, and then possibly um, uh, as part of that, protecting the entire zone around those trees with some kind of aesthetically pleasing fence or barricade of some kind that would fit in with the, with the park itself. So um, I'm going to be pursuing those details and coming back to the Tree Advisory Committee with what I find and go forward with funding for any of, those, that, any of that work to be done. Um, it was a very straightforward uh, re report, made a lot of sense. One of the other arborists uh, on the committee agreed with the report. There were just questions about cost and detail. So that's where that's at for now, and um, we'll move forward with it. Great. And was there a sense that with that work, the tree could actually be sort of revived? Not so much the, the, the tree that's in the worst condition, but um, uh, certainly the other trees. Uh, so we would have the entire zone of all three trees treated at the same time, at least that would sustain the, the worst tree as far as it was possible and then of course uh, improve the, the environment for the other two trees so that was sort of the outcome that of, of the report. Teresa anything you wanted to add? No I think that's um, I think that's very complete and um, it will also when we're just we're going to be discussing this next week uh, next month at our next month meeting b with the possible action of going ahead and, and giving out the um the uh contract to do this work and get it moving along great great in addition um in i think it was january it seems really like a long time ago now we met as the at the uh, center park committee to just kind of revive the whole conversation about that space and um, Rod was going to go back to the Rotary, make sure the funding was still there, and and uh, so I think probably we'll have more of an update about that next month as well. Yes, he did not report on that today, so yeah, you're right though. The um, the chair, Annie, the chair of the Parks and, or the uh, Public Art Committee, met with us also to 
think about whether there is something that could be done in conjunction with the Public Art Committee as well. So, thank you for that update, both of you. Commission reports. And Commissioner Klotz, let's start with you. Well, um, my parks are all good. Everything looked, looked pretty good. Um, the Youth Commission is, has a number of projects that they're working on. Um, they're having a multicultural day in, uh, in March. And then we're having a, um, it's called, it's going to be like a survivor game for um, high school kids age where they bring teams of six and they'll um, have all these different contests that they'll, that they'll do within the day. And uh, um, it looks like both those things are coming along really well. And they're also working on getting um, recognition for the businesses in town that do hire youth with um, decals and other other methods of doing that so people will know that this is a store that hires you know 14 to 18 year olds the um, multicultural day is do you have a date and a time for that or any additional details it's going to be at the at the rec center and I do have it on my phone <laughs> It's such a great idea. Yes. I can imagine that those of us who are involved with Deedles Muertos Day of the Dead might be interested in being involved too. I don't I don't know what the structure of it is though. Shall we come back to you? You yes. you find it. We'll come back to you. <laughs> Commissioner Axelrod. Well, all my parks are looking magnificent, as usual. Um, the only thing I've spoken with Ron with about Southgate, and there's a need for a little bit of maintenance in the edibles over there, but beyond that, it looks fantastic, and it's such a treasure to have an edible um, park in town. Um, I would like to make one comment about a park that's not under my purview, but it's, um, it is the Kavanaugh Center bench. Many of you may have noticed that there is some deterioration of <laughs> the bench at Kavanaugh Center. And I would like to explain it a little bit. So that bench was installed. It's a cob bench, um, which means it's made out of mud, straw, clay, um, which is a natural building methodology. Um, and it was done by a professional natural builder and was very uh, well constructed and well sealed um, and then was uh, actually saw some skateboarding on it so Cobb is not durable to skateboarding and so this that's what caused the um, cracks and breaks in the Cobb facade that then led to moisture intrusion which then led to peeling and uh, of the surface so we are in process um, working with uh, probably going to be reaching out to some um, youth who do skateboard to talk to them about um, ways to design do a little bit more work on the design of the bench to um, to uh, dissuade people from skating on it I I you know I, I have mixed feelings about that because I think skateboarding is a healthy activity but um, not on Cobb because it's just not durable it's not meant to be skated on um, and so we and we are looking at you know just just doing redoing the design so that it um, dissuades people from skating on it and the other thing about the repair is you can't do a repair on Cobb during the rainy season because it won't dry fully so um, so that's hence the the in the we have signage out there that there is a repair in process and we're, we're waiting for a long dry spell to be able to redo that thank you I was going to ask you about that because we were at um, Kavanaugh for a basketball game for my um, my grand nephew and I saw it and I had been hearing such wonderful things about it so it was it, it was offset by seeing such excitement there was a it was, happened to be a cleanup day for the um, community garden there that day so I that was an offsetting pleasure 
We had sixty people on Super Bowl Sunday at our Kavanaugh Center cleanup. So it just goes to show the the community comes together. It's true. Commissioner Barrett. Thank you. Um, let's see. For uh, my parks, all look very good actually. Um, you know, it's been so cold. I hardly saw any people in the parks except for Penry Park, which um, when I went, every time I went by there, there were that was being nicely used. And you know, it's so close to downtown. I think that that's part of why it gets good use. But it's still being very well maintained. And you know, and I know the people from Rotary um, were saying that they think our Walnut Park looks terrible, but you know, I, I, with the little staff we have, I mean, it looks, it's always clean, it's always neat, things are working. And of course it can be spiffed up, we can always do a better job, and I'm glad that they're uh, jumping on that. I hope maybe we can get them to sign up as Adopt-A-Park um, partners. So that would be a nice thought. Um, other than that, the tree committee met today and we had the discussion about the Center Park trees, and we also, um, uh, spoke about um, the street tree list which we are trying to bring up to date and it looks like we're finally closing in on that uh, particular item so that should be coming back to us next month and uh, we are also trying to uh, find out the exact number of trees that have been cut down as part of the highway widening and uh, cha changes for the um, southbound one or South Petaluma Boulevard entrance into, Petal into Petaluma from 101 and the old Redwood Highway. It, it seems that uh, the counts we're getting don't seem to match the prediction that it was going to be between 700 and 900 trees. It's looking like it's, it's quite a bit higher than that. So we want to get some um, clear numbers on that. And um, that's, that's pretty much it for the tree committee. And uh, Monday we'll be having our next council meeting. We had a special workshop in uh, February for uh, midterm budget. So uh, we're keeping our eye on the budget and things still always look bleak for parks. So we have to just keep figuring out how we can do it. So it's great to have these community partners as we just saw today. So thank you. Thank you. And Commissioner Escadero. Yes, um, nothing major to report. The parks, they look great, actually. And um, something to mention is that um, I was informed by the uh, committee of the Sunrise Park, especially the, um, the committee for the Sunrise uh, Community Garden, that they were very, very happy. Uh, they were able to donate during fall and also winter uh, uh, more than, I believe, 60 pounds of veggies to the Peruma um, public kitchen, I believe. And they're very, very proud and, and, and very excited about the, the next uh, first spring, actually. So I just want to share that. That is such a great thing that um, the uh, Sunrise Community Garden happened <laughs> last year. So mm, great news. Great, great news. So other than that, parks are great. Thank you. Yes. I found the dates. Great. So um, the multicultural event is Saturday. March 30th uh, around noon at Lucchese Rec Center and the um, Teen Survivor Games are going to be Sunday April 14th at Redwood Empire Gymnastics. Great and is the Multicultural Day soliciting involvement from multicultural groups in yes. the community? Yes. Great yes. and if there was such a group that wanted to be involved how would they do that? Um, they could um, you know get contact someone on that committee contact me or contact um anyone on the on the youth commission okay great are you comfortable giving your email address out sure mm -hmm. it is it's sik55 at aol.com thanks very much you're welcome um the parks in my purview are also looking fabulous this this little bit of rain that came and then some sun today and and i understand more rain on the way um, is really, really just very fun for the parks. Um, I am seeing a lot of people in Oak Hill Park, for one thing. The, the dog community is always there. They're out, out in full force. And the Patunk uh, group is there now on Saturdays beginning at 1 o'clock. So they have matches. I guess there are about 20 people who come out at any one time. Um, in addition, 
I met this past week with the Senior Advisory Committee, and um, the, the meeting date has changed in order to accommodate Elise Hempel, who's with Petaluma, Executive Director for Petaluma People Services Center, because she's the point person for a project that's really important to that group, which is the Volunteer Wheels Project. And things are beginning to, to move. She's coming in with information, and she'll have more information for us at our meeting next month as well. The date is the third Thursday of the month at 8.30 a.m. I know, my sentiments exactly. <laughs> and, um, and it's at the Senior Center, where there is always lots of, lots of stuff hopping. Literally, we, when we were there last week, there was a, a, a Zumba class and lots of things going on. Um, so that's my report. Madam Chair? Yes. Um, w did you say that uh, the public art master plan and zoning code would be next, mu next meeting? Should we just keep this packet? Yes, please. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thanks. That'd be great. So that'll be March 20th. But Donnie doesn't have to do a whole other set. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, building and grounds manager report. No, thank you once again. Um, just some, a few items uh, I'd like to mention what staff has been very busy with, uh, other than routine maintenance. Uh, they renovated the turf at Walnut Park uh, a couple weeks ago. They aerated and Top Justin overseeded that area. The turf gets just trampled, as you know, on a weekly basis during the season uh, with all the farmers markets and other activities. So we took advantage of the weather and, and lack of people in that park. And um, they did a major renovation uh, for all that turf area. And it's already, the seed's already sprouting. So it was a good project. Um, we also went up to West Haven Park as a special project. We do this every winter. Uh, there's many, many ornamental grasses all around that park. So those were all trimmed. Um, and we replaced uh, some dead trees and some missing trees and um, were quite well thanked by the neighbors there that have adopted that park and have helped us maintain that park. So they were quite pleased. So it was nice to get that done uh, again in this year. Um, at Riverview Park, uh, this winter, a large eucalyptus tree fell and broke the swing set there. So we had that swing set replaced. Uh, the whole T-bar and two swings were all, um, we didn't know how much damage there was until the tree was you know, removed from the park. Uh, so that was replaced. Um, so that was done this, this month as well. You can't really tell. <laughs> well, there was, you know, there was some structural things wrong with the thing and had to be replaced. So, yeah. Been, uh, we have the professional golfer guy out again in our sports fields. We try to get him out two or three times a year. He, he serviced both Prince Park and Wiseman Park. Caught quite a few gophers. Uh, this is a thing that I, I find very important I, in terms of our maintenance and keeping the park safe for, for the players in those fields. So if we can minimize those gophers, we keep those holes filled and, and it's a lot safer for, for the kids and others that use those parks. Um, we also overseeded Fox Hollow Hill once again with more poppy seeds. We try to add new native seeds every springtime and see what will come through and try to out-compete out the weeds that grow out there. And um, it's, it's becoming, I think this is about our fourth year now, so it seems to be improving every year. It's a little more color every spring, so you can look forward to a little more uh, bloom this spring as well. And finally, I uh, just want to make an announcement, more or less. We, I have set up a public meeting for March 13th at 6.30 at the Community Center, and this is for reviewing and for comment on the proposed Wiseman Park restroom project, which is a capital improvement project. We sent, uh, we're sending out notices to the neighborhood on Monday, and I've already noticed the sports uh, groups and user, user groups as well. Uh, so uh, anyone who's interested in commenting on that and, and seeing the, what the project will look like, um, that will happen again on, uh, I think it's a Wednesday, March 13th, 6.30 at the Community Center. So, and that's my report. Thank you. 6.30? 6.30 on March 13th. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And in our packets we had um, the director's report and I think that's the last item of business that we have before us.
So on that note, may I have a motion for adjournment, please? So moved. And a second. All in favor? And opposed? Thank you. Thanks for your time tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs>